0: Horbiger and Taxons, welcome to the Wonder Years for all your animals rereading and eventual rewatching needs. I am Sarah.
1: I'm Blair. And
2: I'm the third host of this podcast, someone completely different from who it normally is <laughs> from another timeline. Oh, okay, that okay, okay. name is fucking. Emily Swashbuckle. There's, yeah. I'm going back to an old name. TBZ, <laughs> anyone who followed me on Tumblr in 2010, you're the real ones. That What's was up? me. Yep.
1: <laughs> I distinctly remember, um, I think like a couple months into me following you, you were like, here's a list of things I want to change my handle to. And nudity was one of them. Yeah. And I was like, you should do that one. And then, then you did. <laughs>
2: And then I did. And then it was the the hashtag brand. I mean, yep. at the time, when I first changed my usernames across everything to nudity, it was like, oh, I'm naked on the internet all the time and also drink a lot of tea. And now I'm, like, mostly clothed on the internet and drink coffee. So, like, a lot has changed. But the brand is still there. <laughs> yeah, well, there. I, I,
0: I, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I met you a while ago. Like, I think I've known you for at least, like, what, four or five years now, Sena? Yeah. If not longer. And, like... The idea of you ever having been a tea person, despite what your Twitter handle has been as long as I've known you, is completely foreign to me.
2: Yeah, I hated coffee until about four years ago. Um, (laughs) I first started drinking coffee when I worked on a cruise ship in 2013 because I was Mm -hmm. working like 15 hour days, getting two hours of sleep. And so Mm -hmm. I started drinking coffee like medicinally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've probably told this story before. Anyway, I
0: don't. I don't think I've heard it, but I do have a very bad memory. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, so, I remember this moment in your life. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm like just ca- just caffeinated all the time. Yep. Yeah, it's great. Um,
1: I left my coffee mug at work yesterday, so I'm like, you know what? I think I'm gonna not drink coffee today. I got full eight <laughs> hours of sleep, um, which is the most sleep I've gotten in probably two weeks. hmm Um, and. Uh, I got to work, and I was, like, at work, and I was, like, doing good, and then, like, an hour into my shift, I was, like, oh, caffeine headache. That's a thing that happens. Oh, no. So, I <laughs> so just, like, drove to the gas station and got, um, like, a little cold brew. Hey, here's my beef. Here's yeah. a little corner called Here's My Beef.
2: Uh, here's um, Blair's Beef. I love this part of the podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, the thing v- about... fans v- are v- uh, to
0: ask. Can we get some more of Blair's Beef?
1: <laughs> the thing about, um like, little single-serve gas station iced coffees, especially ones that have, like, an energy drink sort of gimmick to them, is that 99% of them Pepper are just loaded them. with... Yeah, just loaded with milk for no reason. I know. Because, and I I don't like... I mean, I've had... I, I will drink a Red Bull if I must, but I try not to drink actual energy drinks because I don't like sour things very much. Um... And I really do like the taste of coffee quite a bit, Um, but I was, I sent my roommate to like pick up something for me because she was going to the grocery store and I was like, if they have just like a single serve cold press there, can you please grab me one? And she was like, they all have like 75% cream in them. And I'm like, (laughs) God hates me, I guess. It's so annoying.
2: It's so annoying. I I can't, I don't drink energy drinks because they make me feel like I'm on speed uh, and not in a... Good way, um, right? So I like I'm, I'm very happy that Starbucks cold brew with like no cream in it is now becoming more and more popular. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm also like a big mason jar person now, so I just sort of also always have a mason jar of coffee in my bag. <laughs> if you heard a little sort of opening. Uh, a couple minutes ago, that was me just opening my mason jar full of cold brew and soy milk. I uh <laughs> fucking, I am who I am. And we love so you who for I am, it. It's exhausting, you know?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't I try to avoid energy drinks when I can because I am not responsible with them. Um one day I was like, Yeah, I'm kinda tired and I'm going to a Smash Brothers tournament. I should probably go to like pick something up. And then like two cans of Rain Energy, each of which has 300 milligrams of caffeine in it. Three, two cans of that later, I was just like, like I was just like fucking vibrating through the floor at the Smash tournament. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know what numbers yeah. mean. It says 300. And I'm like, oh, that seems high. Probably what I need. Go, go, go. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> and the yeah, thing yeah, is yeah. that, like, that, like the Rain, the energy drink that I, the energy drink that I had, um, like, it fucks, like, that is the energy drink that fucks up friend of the show, uh, Kit, uh, friend of the show, energy drinker of the show, Kit, more than anything. Yeah. yeah. It's too
1: Um, shocking. when I was studying for finals in 2017 or 2018, I really don't remember, probably 2018, um, I had two cans of NOS because I was going to try to pull an all-nighter, and it basically just made me feel like a dead person, so I didn't do that. <laughs> also, it tastes so gross. I cannot explain to you how gross NOS tastes.
2: <laughs> I feel like you probably have energy drinks there that are illegal here. Almost so, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of vibrating, this is the best cover of all time, and that was me just coming out of, like, vibrating out of my skin when I first laid eyes on, like, I opened up my file and I looked at the cover of this Animorphs book we're going to discuss. Yes. Um, and it's the best Animorphs cover of all time. It's the best book cover of all time. There's never been a better book cover. I love it so much.
1: It's, um, <laughs> it's so dramatic. It's so it's... dramatic.
2: We are talking about the fourth Megamorphs book. The fourth
0: and final Megamorphs book
2: exactly that and it's the cover is this like grayscale black and white sort of boy like not like indie band but very 90s sort of Mm -hmm, alt mm -hmm. rock cut like album cover
1: they look like an edgy boy band i think
2: yeah it's it's amazing um I, i guess I don't, th- there's everybody staring into the camera with very dark eyes, and then Tobias is just sort of, like, <laughs> in front, looking like he's going real fast. There's no tagline. I the mean, title... to me, it kind of,
0: to me, it kind of just more, it looks more like Tobias T-posing, but... Yeah. <laughs> like, if, like, if you, like, made a bird model T-pose, I think that's what it would he's look coming like. right Right, you. but
2: there's, like, motion blur put on it, you know? Oh, right. there is, Yeah. Good yeah. point, good point. Um and the t- the title is back to before which also yeah. it sounds like these kids like these kids have been a boy band since they were like or they've been a pop group since they were like 12 and now they're 15 and they're like we're going back to our roots <laughs> 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 for our fourth album back yes. to beef and it would be back to before
0: like oh yes 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 uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because everyone oh my just god! just doing this numbers. Is, yeah. This is like the secret third album that Dream Street never released. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you can just see their sneakers poking out of the bottom of their baggy 90s jeans. What a blessing.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I think Animorphs um, is the best thing
0: ever. Yeah, I do really appreciate how Axe is in human form on the cover of this book.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I was literally just, I'm very stupid, so I was counting them on my fingers while <laughs> thinking the names in my head. And then no, being I, like, did this, I did the second. same
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the same thing. I was like, okay, wait, why is Tobias on here? Tw- oh, that's right. So which Ax. one of them
1: supposed to be Axe? Is it the blonde one?
0: I think it's the one on the far left has got to be Axe, right? Oh, because the one, it's, from left to right, uh, I think it's Axe, then Marco is shorter than Jake, who's got to be in the middle, and then right. Rachel, and then Cassie. I
2: mean, I know that these kids are just, like, the models for the covers, and, like, but in this book several times, it's talked about how short Marco is, and si- especially that he's shorter than Rachel. Um, And so seeing them being the exact height <laughs> of each other you on the cover is you- like, okay. <laughs>
0: You yeah. can just like drag his PNG a couple of like <laughs> sending me a couple of pixels down.
2: Yeah. That's alright. What are you gonna
0: do? <sighs> mm-hmm. But this is back to before. Um this is a Animorphs plot or not an Animorphs plot, a a plot like an American cartoon plot that I've always fucking hated. Um, yeah, like this, Is there, this kind like of...
1: sort of, it's a wonderful life, sort of. Yeah, exactly. It's the it's the yeah.
0: wonderful life. Like I've I've always hated those plots in cartoons, uh, or not in cartoons, like in anything that I that I imbibe. But this one was good, actually.
2: I love think... this one.
0: I yeah, this one's fucking amazing.
2: I honestly, I haven't consumed that much media that uses this as a trope, so I don't have very much to compare it to. I think that I can see why it would be annoying especially if it's not well done but this book does it so well that it like it saves the form for me like it it's it's such a great example of how when you know characters i mean it's it's the basics it's it's an au right like literally yeah exactly it's just like seeing what's different if you just put the characters in a different situation and so uh... when the characters are this strong it's it like really thrives
0: yeah. yeah. This is uh this is the long walk home AU. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um
0: that's the official name for it. Uh I'm declaring it now. My city now. <laughs>
1: um yeah, it's uh usually things like this. I feel like the trope is generally, oh, what if this one person never existed? Let's see how that fate whatever sort of situation. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's but this is I, I like this thread. It's I think it's really interesting. Esen- so and essentially we open in Media Res. Uh in the middle of a like fight that the animorphs are having, and it's gone pretty bad. Um, it's so and- metal.
2: My very, my, I mean, my first note is this is the best I cover of all time. My second note is this book starts so metal and also very beautifully written, which is a comment I have I for the entire book. This book yeah. is so well written and like I know. I think-
1: beautiful. Uh, I- a like the prose is really tremendous. Yeah, the prose
0: is great. And the thing about this book that really hits me that I feel like a, a lot of the Animorphs books are hit or miss, even within the same book, is that I feel like even the action sequences were really good in this. Like, totally. yeah, I totally, I, note,
2: I, feel, I, took I note like, of a couple of them.
0: Like the mm-hmm. chase scene with Mar- with um with Marco, Rachel, and Marco's mom. Like yes. that scene is like I I have literally, I, I literally was racking my brain and I cannot think of a like a on foot chase scene that. like described to me textually that was as good as that one Mm
1: -hmm. did capitalgate write
0: this or was this ghost written i'm just curious
1: i don't personally know (laughs) i'm
0: gonna look it up Mm. um
2: yeah so it's it's starting at sort of the end of the fight everybody's very badly hurt and it i feel like i don't know if megamorphs i think because they're longer, I feel like they were written for slightly older audiences. Uh-huh. Because it starts brutal. Like, it's Russo. very bloody, like... In the first, like, five paragraphs, we have Jake, like... I mean, it opens with... There's a corpse on top of Jake, and he doesn't have one of his tiger arms, and he's Uh staring at it across the room. And then Uh they, like, describe all of the corpses that they've maimed and all of their friends who are half dead or have just morphed back to human to not be dead. And then they speak with a man who they're about to leave die because he's a controller. Um, And Jake Jake, like, notes that he's very badly hurt. And he recognizes that, oh, he must have gotten hurt by a tiger. I'm the tiger, so I guess I hurt this guy. To, um, can't kill him because we can't hit kill a human even if it's a controller, but,
1: uh, bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> they leave. I, th- um, but- I think that the paragraph that stuck out to me the most for several reasons is the, like, uh, introductory description of Axe. Um, because, I, I posted this on the Twitter, uh, but it's the clop-clop of delicate hooves. He's described as a dainty centaur, and that his long, dangerous tail was wet with gore, which is just, like, the whole spectrum oh my of Axe. Oh god, that's amazing. <laughs> um, there's more details in there, but, like, those are, like, the three key components, I feel. <laughs> that's so
2: good. A dainty centaur, please! Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I actually, I, I... One of the reasons I got so excited for this book was not only was the, like, prose so beautiful right away, but the way that they introduced, like, they did the backstory spiel was so beautifully done. Like, I I clipped out paragraphs, I literally clipped out too much to read, because it would just be, like, two minutes of me reading from the book. But it's, it's basically, like... That he's talking about how they got the powers. They're like, we were five kids taking a shortcut home from the mall at night. There was a ship. There was an alien. There was the destructive worm of knowledge. You are not alone. You are not safe. Nothing is what it seems. And it just goes on, and it's like, we became knowledge, and then we got power. And with that power, we gained an obligation. And it's like...
0: Ah! <laughs> it's really, really good. And I like this feels like a bit of a return to form for the Megamorphs for me, because I didn't much like megamorphs two I barely remember megamorphs three if I'm being honest um and but I, I really liked megamorphs one a lot and this one is I mean it's better than all of the other three in my opinion but
1: yeah I definitely think this is the strongest Meg- megamorphs and the one that justifies ex- its existence the most probably
0: definitely uh, yeah 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 that's true
1: um it, it's been like months and months and months are, since I read
0: the first megamorphs but are
2: all four megamorphs? Time travel or time fuckery?
0: No. Megamorphs 1 is the one where Rachel gets amnesia and there is that like swarm that is hunting down morphing energy. Right. Mm. Uh, 2 is the one with the Sario rip and they go back to the dinosaur time. So time fuckery. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, 3 is uh, Elfengor's Secret.
2: Yeah. There is time fuckery in that.
0: There is time So all but the first one had time fuckery.
1: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, but you need like... Like a hundred extra pages to do time travel,
0: so I. Oh, the understand. thing, the thing <laughs> is, the thing is, this did not e- this did not exceed a hundred pages over the average. But like this barely broke fifty over the average book length, which I was very surprised by. This is like concise for a megamorph. The is so
2: good. It's yeah. so crisp. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's like it's got it's got. I, I talked about this early on in this podcast run, but it does like that that Caplegate thing, that perfect thing that she does, which is like get something to a climax. And then you cut to the next inciting force or like the start of the next scene. And like, you just, you bring us up to a climax and then it doesn't really like go down. So you're still kind of heightened. You're like, Whoa, what happened next? And then it's like, you're on to the next scene already. Mm -hmm. It's.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really tremendous. So, uh, Jake is like recovering from this battle. He was just a part of, um, and he's like, um, tossing and turning in bed and, like, moping about it because it's hard and things are the worst. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, the oh, cryax little dude, Drode, the, the Drode shows up and he's like, <laughs> I, I, I have a riddle <laughs> for you, basically. <laughs> um,
2: yep. An he's evil
1: just, riddle. <laughs> he's just a goblin. He really is, <laughs> truly just a goblin. Yeah.
2: <laughs> And he's like, Ooh, Jake, you don't have to do all this. And Jake's like, Fuck off. And he's like, Jake, hey, hey, Jake, hey, Jake, hey, J- look at Jake, look at me. Jake, Jake, <laughs> Jake, 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 you don't have to do all this. And Jake's like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. And he's like, Ha, you're tired. Woo, time
1: travel. <laughs> <laughs> so he he springs a deal with Cryax slash the drode where. Um, they're just like, you can just go back to before it all happened. And take and the other way don't... home. Right. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what, what is it? Like folding doors or something? I don't know. Um, Slide- sliding? Sliding doors. Sliding, doors. <laughs> sliding doors. I don't sliding know doors, what a folding yes. door is. <laughs> uh, that's the, is
2: that what they have in Japan? That's like those accordion doors. Sure,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so it like into the past or like different past yeah. um and we've got Casey and Rachel hanging out in the mall together yeah um
2: <laughs> and it's I, uh I just love any time that Cassie gets to introduce Rachel because uh-huh. she's like uh, oh, she's so pretty and so hot and so smart and so athletic and cool and loves to do stuff and you'd think she'd be mean because she's so hot but she isn't she's nice and it's like Cass- <laughs> Yes. Oh, and then at one point in this, she's like, it's crazy. Like, every boy has a crush on Rachel, and she just doesn't care. And it's like, really? <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> really. really. <laughs> 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 also,
2: there's, like, some such great characterization here where um, they're basically, like, saying that the same instinct that drives Rachel to be a warrior is the instinct that made her love, like, shopping and finding girls yeah. and stuff. Yeah,
0: the- the parallels. Yeah,
2: and I, I love the moment where Cassie's like uh, trying to keep up with all of these things that Rachel is telling her and then she just doesn't understand and then Rachel laughs and Cassie says that no one is more amused by Rachel's obsession with shopping than Rachel.
0: It's so I, good. I love
2: that moment of like just Rachel being like, I know what I am.
1: <laughs> Rachel's so oh, perfect. Man.
2: She's so good. When they like... Jake, like, walks through the mall, and Cassie's like, Ah, I don't look. And Rachel's like, I can't look at my cousin. And Cassie's like, what? How do I how do I look? What's my deal? And Rachel's like, well, your clothes are trash, but you're really pretty and also cool, so it's fine. And it's like, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> uh, did, was... Maybe it's just because of the time travel, the time fuckery stuff, but, like, did anyone did anyone else here feel like they said the word cousin a lot in this book? I, I think uh, so.
1: I think... Maybe. Maybe.
0: I the the like most egregious that... example being when Jake says, when Jake says near the very end of the book that he, that he says he could not look back and see what had happened to his beautiful cousin.
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like they always push it pretty hard. Yeah. Hmm. But I mean, it makes sense in this one because they can't, they're not,
0: uh, what? Ref- they're not like
2: warriors together.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's about what I thought. Um, there's also a line where Cassie's like, do you think he's going to care that I'm black? And Rachel's like, uh, Jake thinks that we are all one race, the human race. That was
2: really cute. I, <laughs> it
0: was. It's,
2: it's very funny. I, I, I like that moment because it I like that they take care to make sure that Cassie is textually black so right. that you can't have... Um, people be like, well, no, it's just the model for the cover or whatever. Cassie can be whoever. And it's like, no, Cassie is like, Cassie is black and like, you know, it's real and it's in the books and you can't ignore Mm -hmm. it. I just, Mm -hmm. I I like that they take care to do that. Yeah. Yeah, Um, same. Mm -hmm. And we get, so they take a different way home. They don't go through the construction site. They don't meet Elfinger. They don't meet the Animorphs.
0: they do they, see a fucked up meteorite, though.
2: They do, and they're and Marco's like a meteorite, and it doesn't even crash in the school. Literally. And then we see Tobias with Jake and Marco, but he's like not really like hanging around with them. And then we sort of jump to a week later, and Tobias is like, "Uh, I tried to hang out with Jake because he saved me from bullies, but I don't think his best friend likes me very much." So. I'm just going back to being bullied <laughs> because that's I, better.
0: I, like, my I was like, heart shattered. so heartbroken. I know. This, this, enti- this book was just like oh, every Tobias chapter hurt my heart so Me too. much. And,
2: like, so it does, but also the main, and the, the main bullies are named Andy and Tap Tap. <laughs> <laughs> tap Tap. What? What a fucking bully sidekick are you that you're like, yo, what's up? You can call me Tap Tap.
0: You know, I (laughs) I a lot of people people shit on bottles, but I think Tap Tap is really the worst tutorial giver in the Banjo-Kazooie games.
1: Um, someone's going to really appreciate that joke. Yeah.
0: They're not on this podcast, (laughs) but... I was giving a
2: pause for someone else's laugh. (laughs) They're
0: not on this podcast, but hey, you know what? I don't make this podcast for us. I make this podcast for the people.
2: Yeah. You're very generous.
0: (laughs) Um... (laughs) Very generous and giving with my jokes that someone's gonna get. Yeah, yeah.
2: So the bully like corners Tobias in the bathroom and calls him Toby. and I was like, you cannot. You can't call him that. How dare you? And then like uh, I I guess I could have seen this coming., um, but I felt I felt such a surge of dread when like Tobias gets so he gets the shit kicked out of him first and then yeah. like some kids come in and they're like, hey, You don't always have to get the shit kicked out of you. We can give you some friends. And gives him a card. And I was like, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And then it was like, he flipped it over and it said the sharing. And I was like.
1: "Ah, Right. Same. Right. Oh, my my heart just like broke for Tobias because I'm like, like, of course, you know. Yeah. Oh,
2: he's the perfect target. Like they they take pains to like they go over his family, his shitty family life again. Like, uh how his, he has no parents, and his uncle treats him like shit, and his aunt treats him like shit, da-da-da-da-da. hmm He's, no, he's totally isolated. He's the perfect subject to be recruited into a cult slash death alien cult. Um, right. Yeah. And then we sort of go to Cassie, who's spends a lot of this book sort of just wandering around like things are not what they seem, right? <laughs> she, she can't quite figure out what's wrong. But also they throw in a moment. I, I can't I can barely remember the rest of the chapter because I got so focused on this where she has like body image issues. And I know that's realistic for like a 12 year old girl. right But it, I was like, oh no. Because she, like, (laughs) she wakes up at 3 a.m. and she's, like, upset. And so she goes to, like, eat some ice cream to calm down. And then she's like, what if Jake isn't asking me out because of my thighs? And I was like, no! Cassie! Ah, ah. (laughs) Yeah, that just... I really forget almost everything else that happened because I got really... (laughs) I could only think of that.
1: Right, right. Um, Um, She's basically just, like, vaguely hallucinating, like, like... Past anamorph stuff, like the the I would like the alpha timeline or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: This is she's 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 having visions of pre-scratch anamorphs.
1: Right. Yep. Pretty uh. much
2: exactly that.
0: <laughs> so who's the Vriska of anamorphs?
2: Stop it! We're leaving.
0: I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> I love how both of you had completely opposite reactions, and both uh, both reactions were a hundred percent correct.
1: I was like so mad I didn't hear what Seda said.
0: <laughs> Seda said to Rachel. Oh yeah, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> is Marco Carcat? Uh, no, no, mm. no.
1: Marco is Dave. Yeah, yeah that's
0: right. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course he is. Yeah. Oh, Anyways, we can't we can't, we this. can't do this. We can't
2: do this. Um so then we cut to I forgot where Axe would be, which is alone at the bottom of the ocean.
1: Yeah, back in the dome like, I like was like what? out loud when I yeah. came to this. I, I know like, I Oh I, no baby boy
2: alone. I physically grabbed like at my chest, just like, oh my god, Axe is just at the bottom of the ocean alone. He's like battle training. He like sets up a mannequin made of sticks or something. And then yeah, like, to be he's like, this
0: like, is it's Hor- kind of a Hor-
2: Borgir. Borgir. <laughs> <laughs> It's what? One of the things I like about this is that he's very matter of fact about the fact that like social isol- isolation can cause you to like have like to, it can affect your brain. So he's like, and I've started talking to myself out loud, but I know that solipsistic, sol- solipsistic conversation is just part of the mental deterioration of isolation. And it's like, but... <laughs> What? <laughs> Funny. Um, yeah, and and there's a lot of hints throughout here that, like, this timeline isn't very stable. Like, Axe cuts the head off of his fake hork and then when he looks back, it's back on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... But Cassie definitely gets the most of it, but it's sort of, like, spread in there, I think, throughout all of their deals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... <laughs> So these chapters sort of are going by pretty fast at the beginning, before everybody like joins up again, right? Um, that we get more and more of Tobias being recruited mm-hmm. into the sharing, and it goes a little quickly, maybe. But honestly, I th- not that quickly, you know. And like, yeah, I think that enough of the groundwork is laid out that it right tot- the timeline totally makes sense. To me. but, yeah.
0: I
1: mean, days are passing between these chapters, too. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Like, whole weeks are passing. And also, like, also, my. I was in my head, like, I was trying not to think about it too much, but in my head, I was comparing it to the TV show episode that was this.
2: I and... don't remember it at all. Did Is I maybe that... not watch that one?
0: I don't know. Blair, does that ring a bell for you?
1: The... Well, I only watched an episode with Seda, never with you without Seda. Okay, yeah.
0: I definitely you maybe watched this watch that one
2: with the, like, keeping the record queer people.
0: Setting the record, oh, only... maybe that might have been it. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, that 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 happens in that episode, and uh, 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 Tobias just like immediate, like before, like at the the first time you see him, he has been norted.
2: Oh shit! Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like this, this is a this is like a this is like a stroll <laughs> compared a to that. This is slow burn. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. That makes <laughs> sense.
0: The thing is that, like, that show was not afraid to do two-parters or even three-parters, as evidenced by the pilot. But, like, they were just like, no, let's do the whole, like, time trail. Let's do the whole fucking timelines episode in, like, 21 minutes. Come on. Right. Fucking go, 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 go.
2: Sure. Why not? Um, Then, like, everyone's on, like, a science field trip. And I had a moment where I was like, oh, no, Marco. Because he's like, he starts a conversation with Rachel who is seated beside him at the science field trip and is like, ha ha, she can't escape. Time to talk to her. And I was like, Marco.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm like, i like dread, literally.
2: Yeah, right? Yeah. And then oh. it's very <laughs> sweet. I, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, first of all, it's very funny because Marco's like exchanges three words with her and it's like, wow, Jake's going to be so pissed that his cousin and I are in love. I guess we can never <laughs> talk again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bud, buddy. Um, but man, it just immediately was such a great, like, oh, their friendship is universal. You know, it they, really have this, is. they have such a great connection. And Marco's like, oh, fuck, she's smart. I thought she was just hot. Ah,
0: And then cool. this also, I, I, I sent a message to the group chat about this, but this, continu- this this wildly enough, continu- and furthers the continuity of these kids loving David Letterman.
2: Yeah, I guess that was just a culturally relevant reference at the time yeah what
0: was what was the guy saying like phil Schaefer or something the yeah. guy who was like the the was he like the lead of david letterman's band i don't fucking remember but paul like Schaefer? He, paul Schaefer, yes thank right. you uh um, and he's the one giving the lecture about molecules or what the fuck ever yeah
1: uh-huh dna uh-huh oh shit <laughs> david dna
2: <laughs> wow
1: Um, (laughs)
2: i can't believe that i missed one of my favorite slash least favorite tropes which is the teacher giving a lecture on whatever is going to be relevant in this episode
1: damn it oh it's fun it's fun it's very fun um i love this section so much yeah um this plot thread um i guess uh where yeah it's it's i mean i i and just seeing them interact, uh, uh, Rachel and uh, Marco just mm-hmm. interact one on one without, I guess, at a time without any sort of immediate threat driving their conversation. Um, like, I just am in, totally in love with their dynamic. I, they just yeah. they just play off each other so well. Me too. Um, I could literally read like a book of them just like, s- like bickering with each other. Yes. It's like, <laughs> it's, like so great. Um, uh, heightened by the fact that I this this section has I think maybe my favorite plot twist in the entire book. Like I love the entire book but I love Marco's like plot line. Or, like, of,
2: of his mom basically he's like about to like josh on Rachel some more and then his mom appears out of nowhere.
1: Right. And I mean the panic is so well written and described yeah. and I was like yeah. I felt it in my chest and I was like oh my god. Uh, and so and and Rachel and Marco do just like team up immediately. I and know, like,
2: it's so satisfying. It's it's so I love satisfying. A team up. And I love it's such a nice I know that it was probably meant to mostly I don't know, I'm not gonna overanalyze it, but I love because there's there is certainly a version of this book in which like this becomes, Marco's like, oh, fuck, I think that's my mom. And Rachel's like, okay, loser, <laughs> you know? Right, and right. Like, and, like, walks away or whatever. But that's not really who, oops, I hit my microphone because I'm passionate. Um, <laughs> that's not really that's who Rachel the is. That's the motherfucking T. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I love that instead Marco just sprints off and Rachel's like, yep, we're going. We're going. Yeah, <laughs> Just, mm-hmm. like, runs after him. Uh, yeah. They're, they yeah. are the team and I love it.
0: Right, before
2: like before we get into the actual action sequence, we go back to (laughs) the party's just split at this point. Axe has like two chapters of trying to acquire a shark, (laughs) and then acquiring a shark, and he's so baby. I know. I love that he's just sitting there making up names for fish. (laughs) he's like that one's called wet bird that one's (laughs) called droopy eyes that one's called triangle (laughs) what the fuck what are you doing oh his best Um, and he um he he touches a shark and he's like oh it's it's not smooth and it made me think about you know that comic the brandon reese or branson reese comic about smooth lions and then there was like a whole twitter fight where people were like sharks actually aren't smooth and he's like i'm touching one now and they're very smooth (laughs) i think about it constantly and this made me think about it a lot which i appreciated
0: Uh. i i i i I, for the record i don't know what you're talking about but you your description was so evocative that i i got i know what you're talking
1: okay it's
2: great i mean i'll definitely link it in the uh episode description because it's just very delightful, but it's great. Mm-hmm. So then Axe is a shark, and this is this is an action sequence that I actually also really enjoyed, which is uh, that uh, Axe as a shark fights six taxons
0: underwater,
2: and it's so gory and, like, so gross and so cool
0: (laughs) the way the way that it it like ends so abruptly and just immediately returns back to like that like it's like in the it's in the nature of the shark just like the blood is the blood has been spilled the fight is over cold calculating yeah and like brain back in control
2: and 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 you know sort of at the same time as this is marco and rachel are like running and marco gets hit in the face and Rachel's like, "Oh fuck, are you okay?" And he's like, "Go, go, keep going." And she's like, "Ha I like you. <laughs> you know yeah. how to focus. Let's go."
1: Yeah, they chase after his mom, um, and then eventually get cornered by a bunch of people with um Dracon beams. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think originally they're just firing guns, and they're like, "Fuck this lasers." Yeah. Um. Uh. And oh, it's just the most. It's just the most incredible like escape escapes uh, scene. Like, um. Um, like Marco bounds off of Rachel's like she like boosts like bumps him up basically yeah. and like he grabs like the the fire escape and they like run up together and like narrowly avoid getting like hit with lasers. It's um, so good. It's like so good um, because it just it feels uh, honestly like if if this was like if this is actually how the story begun began uh, like the animorphs proper began. Like with these sort of like high tension sort of scenes, I would have been totally behind it. Obviously, with a a lot less of the eventual character death that happens later. Yeah, um. yeah. <laughs> I
2: was I was thinking that too because like especially as as you know the plot progresses and Axe gets more involved, I was like this could absolutely be the setup for a story like this. It would just be very different because it would probably be human protagonists, and then probably like part way through, you know, they would find the Fucking thing that we say at the end of every episode. What's it the called? The device. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, they'd find that like halfway through the series, or it would be like a big plot point, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And and it still really works. I mean, it's it's hard to say because we already know the characters so well. But like this book is so well written that you can already tell what their dynamic is, and I think you could probably tell their dynamic even if this was for some reason the first one you'd ever read.
1: Right. No, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's a good, it's a cool starting point. I think the serial episodic nature of uh, of Animorphs. Um, I mean, they're written to be just kind of like, oh, I found this book on the shelf at my local library um and i think the cover looks neat so i'm just gonna read this one even though i have no familiarity with the the books proper yeah um but i think this one sells it the best like almost better than any other book has really yeah
2: i agree totally if if i if i had picked this up i think that i would have been like oh i gotta read the other ones because what is this
0: right right (laughs) because this is
2: great and i yeah Mm -hmm. um in this I want, I, I want,
0: like, I as always, I am crusading for an animated series of the of the Animorphs books. Yeah. But I want live action adaptations of these, specifically the Megamorphs. Yeah, of the Megamorphs, I, or yeah, of the this Megamorphs of, well, specifically this one, just because I'm kind of like picturing it, like some of these scenes. I just kind of want to see like Edgar Wright behind the camera on some of this stuff, and that's just what I've been thinking about ever since the scene of them like scrambling up the fire escape. Right. Yeah,
1: I can see no, that. absolutely.
0: Um. <laughs> I, Listen, I'm I'm just saying fucking the Castlevania Netflix team, they make they they make one really good show a year. I'm just saying they maybe put some time into the Animorph show. Just just thinking out loud. <laughs> just thinking out loud. Animorphs deserves it. Animorphs deserves it. Animorphs
2: deserves everything. Um So true. Visser v, Visser 3 calls himself Mr. Visser in this timeline? <laughs> Does he do that? <laughs>
1: No. As far as I right? know, the answer is no. I think his the human who he is morphed as in in his Andalite body must have like an as a name. name, yeah. Because right.
2: basically Tom's like, "Hey, Jake. Hey, Jake, come with me to the sharing. Mr. Visser is, is is visiting." And Jake's like, "I don't like that name. I don't know why." Uh, okay. I guess I'll go to your stupid fucking meeting. <laughs> Fine. And then Cassie's like, "Jake, do you want to study?" And he's like, I got to go to this stupid, I mean, not stupid meeting. And Cassie's like, oh, okay, never mind. It's okay. You don't have to ever talk to me again. (laughs) Jake's like, no. And Rachel in the background is like, do I have to ask my cousin out for you? And Cassie's like, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. And um, they decide to hang out the next day. And then I love that the, the entire, God, it's just so good. Like the end of their conversation, Jake's like, what do you think about this whole thing with Marco and Rachel getting shot at? And Cassie is like, Rachel getting, excuse me? And Rachel's like, I thought you'd be worried. I didn't want to tell you. And Cassie's like, okay, Jake, I have to go and kill Rachel. And he's like, totally, totally. See you tomorrow. All right, bye.
1: I... I, I I love that I love that so much, and also this entire conversation. I was thinking about how different this phone conversation is to every other phone conversation oh that God. the gang right. has, and like, every other uh, because they just don't know to be like secretive about that kind of stuff. But yep. Tom is within earshot and like knows, like, can totally infer everything that's happening. Totally. Uh, it's. I, I mean, I was just like think. It's. I mean, it's so hard not to think about that sort of stuff. I guess, yep. but I was just like. I, I like just with these great character dynamics and also like hey also this horrible thing <laughs> yeah yeah and it's
2: um, it's basically immediately like we get the little scene of Tobias like waiting and deciding to becoming a full member of the sharing and Jake comes up to him at the sharing meeting and is like hey and, and Tobias is like don't pity me <laughs> and then leaves <laughs> like that's pretty much what happens and I was like Basically yelling no at the book the entire time, like, I know just out loud. And th- I know that this is the darkest timeline because Tobias goes and hangs out with everyone else who's becoming a full member of the Sharing, and he's like, "So, the other people here, there's all types of people. That guy looks like he's probably a cop. My uncle hates cops, so cops are probably good." And I was like, "No, no, where's tell me. Stole- no! Where's the Tobias that stole a cop's gun as a bird?" <laughs> Oh,
0: Tobias, no. <laughs> no. Oh, listen, man. I listen. Tobias is in a bad place.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I know, he's yeah, in and, he, to, and, and in his
0: defense, he does say, that must mean it's a good place. Right?
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I think I, I, I think about, I think inter- the interaction between Tobias and Jake is actually really interesting, because mm-hmm. um, it is basically like you said, like, uh, Jake is like, hey, and Tobias is like, fuck you, goodbye. <laughs> um, but it, it's also like, um, he's, Tobias is also kind of trying to talk Jake into joining as well. Yeah. And Jake is like, no, it's weird and creepy. Right. Uh, Not that I'm don't saying you're be,
2: weird and creepy. Uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, he's like, don't be offended by that, but also this seems like a really bad idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and he's right, and uh, but, uh, you know, Tobias has this like one thing now basically and yeah. so obviously he's gonna be really defensive about it until it breaks like the worst bad it ever could yes the worst bad worst oh yeah i have an english major <laughs> uh, the so
2: when axes we get so i i didn't realize we'd get like uh because i just didn't think it through that we'd get axe trying to integrate into human society without any mentors uh-huh. Um, and it's a problem for him. I do, but I love that he's like. So I didn't want to. I didn't want any of my biases to sway me. So I, I considered several species to be the dominant species on Earth before finally settling on humans. I thought maybe cows, but they don't have any TVs. So <laughs> I thought it's probably humans. <laughs> and then he gets like hospitalized, like involuntarily. Right. Um, and. Given our experience with him in the last book, I guess it's kind of nice that Axe is so unfazed by the people around him in psychiatric care. Like, Uh he's just basically like, these these humans are suffering from mental illness, and I am with them. And also, they have cookies. Okay, end of my thoughts about (laughs) this. And I was like, you don't have any slurs you want to call them Axe or anything? You're just fine? Okay, that's good.
0: In in this in this universe, in this universe, uh, uh, universe <laughs> Axe is not ableist and also loves Oreos instead of Cinnabon. Yeah. Well, actually, we don't know if it's instead of. He does not try Cinnabon in this universe. Yeah. But his. You know he the, loves Oreos. The, we do know that he loves. We do know that he loves those two black cookies with the white adhesive in between them.
2: Yep. And he still loves cigarette butts. So good for him. Oh buddy. yeah. <laughs> good for you, buddy. Um, um <laughs> and basically the the hospital that he's in runs out of cookies so he's like time to go and just breaks out <laughs> and then he's like i'm going to go be an alien on tv that's my plan and then we like don't get another ax perspective chap- chapter i think
1: i don't think so no
2: we just get him in the background changing the world <laughs> like
1: yeah. To think, this is what Axe's game plan would have been if Jake wasn't there to be like, "Hey, I hey, 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 holy shit!" <laughs> it's I love it so
0: bad so, because of this.
1: Yeah,
0: it breaks so bad, but like this is revealed later on to be like, yeah, so like this would have killed a lot of people, but ultimately y'all would have won.
2: Oh yeah, Ult- totally. Like they're right, like-
0: <laughs> which is which is very like. I, it's just very funny to me. Maybe not <laughs> funny. Maybe funny is not the right word because of the. It's interesting for sure. Depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely, it definitely, it's definitely make it definitely makes you think.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's so, like, and we cut back to like Tom and Jake sort of grumpily getting home, and Tom's like your friend Tobias is probably already a full member. I don't get why you don't, won't join. And Jake is like, what? He's not even my friend. He just goes to my school. And I was like. <laughs> so cool. I'm like reaching for a hand oh. to hold in my empty room. What, right, what, right. What? Jake, no.
1: Just grab Gerald, please. Hi, buddy. I, I heard him. Heard <laughs> him. No, no, oh,
2: okay. And then Tom gets like an angry phone call. And it's like, yo, Jake, I have to go out cover for me. And Jake's like, I think Tom has a gun. <laughs> uh, I am going to go with him. <laughs> like slides into the back of the minivan that Tom's about to steal from his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jake's like, who even has a gun? Losers. <laughs> it's like, good for you, Jake.
1: <laughs> I love him. Uh, 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 and then he like, so uh, all, meanwhile, Axe is broadcasting himself yeah on t- television mm-hmm. so uh uh Tom is driving to this like channel 7 place um and Jake is there and like there's just like a huge gun battle basically yeah and um oh, Jake is sidebar,
2: how old uh, did we think Tom was before this uh I was thinking like 16ish I always guessed about like 17. But yeah. in this Jake's like, if my parents find out that Tom has a gun, he's gonna live the rest of his years until he's eighteen in his room locked up. And I'm like, so he's like sixteen at the most?
1: Right. Everyone's I mean, young.
0: <laughs> everyone is so baby.
1: I mean, he could still be seventeen because when you're like like thirteen or fourteen,
2: sure, that which seems is how like old I imagine. Yeah.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, they mention a couple times that like someone will be like he's in high school, so obviously older than me. So I think the the, the animorphs gang is still hovering somewhere around twelve.
1: Yeah, and then also uh, not to be like not to like be like whatever about times and stuff like that, but um, Cassie did say that Jake was two years older than her.
2: Did she say that he looks two years older?
0: I think she just said that he looks. Yeah, yeah. No, she says that he looks. He he looks. He's big, not not like muscly or anything. Just tall. Like he's two years older than he is. I remember that line in particular. Okay, cool. Yeah, they're (laughs) they're all they're they're all the same age.
2: (laughs) Right? Yeah. That would be wild to have that be revealed. (laughs) I know. Jake's just been. (laughs) Jake's just been a chaperone this whole time. It's like, oh, that's why he's the leader. He's he's practically an adult compared to the rest of them. Yeah, and then we get like the gang. The gang pretty much gets together. Like
1: we get. So yeah, sorry. There's this shootout. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, Jake sees Tobias there, which is like that's weird. He also sees Chapman and like some other people. That he saw at the sharing. Um. And then he,
2: Marco, Rachel, and Cassie meet up at Cassie's, and they hang out Mm -hmm. at the barn, and I'm like. And Cassia is, yet again, like, something is wrong here. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I feel like, this is going to sound crazy, I feel like we should be hanging out with a bird. Anyone have any feelings about that? (laughs) (laughs)
1: They all have feelings about that. Yeah. Um. But so they're like so there was this weird broadcast on TV basically. There was like this this uh, blue alien and then Cassie was like, Oh, was he like a centaur and had like stock eyes and with like no mouth and stuff like that? And they're like, And little shitty and little shitty arms.
0: Little shitty arms. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Little shitty
0: little shitty arms. (laughs) Oh fuck the Wonder Yorks. This is not this podcast is not called Little Shitty Arms.
2: <laughs> I was thinking, remember back when Filk was really popular and people would do like Harry Potter bands? There was like Draco and the Malfoys and Harry and the Potters. Where? Sorry, sorry. when
0: what was when what was really popular?
2: Um, I used the wrong word. I used the word that means something else, but there's a word called Filk, which is um it's a music it's a sci-fi folk thing.
0: Okay. Uh-huh. Kind of I, like how, kind of like how the band that's playing in the cantina is the, is a jazz band. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm lost.
1: Um,
2: uh, I, I uh, <laughs> it's a thing. Um, but remember how there? <laughs> I just can't get into it because I did I misspoke. Um, uh. Anyway, Little Shitty Arms is my Animorphs fan band. Um,
1: yes. So
0: tiny, um, shitty, tiny, shitty arms is the emo band they all make in this alternate universe. Yeah, absolutely. Their, fir- their first, their first album is like the outside of Tobias's house.
2: Good. Yep. Um, <laughs> American they...
0: football, but it's just animorphs.
2: Animorphs. We get a thing where Tobias, as you know, Tobias is brought in to talk to Visser Three. And Visser 3 is basically like, yo, little Yurk that's in there. I know that you work for Visser 1. What's your deal? And the Yurk's like, ah, yeah, you're right. I do. But now I'm on your team. So we're good, right? And then Tobias just gets shot. Tobias just
1: gets shot. I was like, I was like, I mean, it really did break the seal sort of on this, like, bullshit, you know? Yeah, yeah. because like it
0: was like a character death per chapter after this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This.
1: Um, I, I barely even reacted to
2: this one because I was like, oh, fuck. And I also honestly, I kind of expected Tobias to die. Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> I love it, the moment well, we get one... here where Tobias has like, as he's thinking, he's like, "I wow, I really fucked up by joining this cult. Um, That sucks. And I think back on it and like, my life wasn't any good and I wouldn't want to go back to it. But I... I probably would have gotten through it you know like i don't think things would have gotten better until for like quite a long time but like i could have gotten through that long time Mm -hmm. and i i I just really loved that i love a character being realistic about like no probably nothing in my life was going to change but that doesn't mean it's not worth going on because things can change in the end and yeah you have to put up with a lot of shit and it's really fucking hard and it Mm -hmm. doesn't actually get easier but Mm -hmm. you do it and Mm -hmm. then you keep doing it and that's Mm -hmm. fine and I was like oh my god yeah true you do just keep doing it
0: (laughs) yeah you do just fucking keep doing it
2: yeah Uh, and then he gets shot and then you go okay thanks Animorphs
0: (laughs) Yeah, this one, this one one had this this death in particular had a little bit less impact than all the other ones just because there was no one to bear witness to it. Like every other character that dies there is a witness to the death.
2: And we get like Jake and Marco are like, okay, so we got to investigate Tom because he's got a gun and is involved with some weirdos. What's up? And then Marco's like, wait, wait, he probably has like a hair put across his drawers so that if you open the drawer, he can tell someone's been in there. And Jake, like, gives him a look. And Marco's like, what, dude? I read Tradecraft, man. It's all about Tradecraft. And Jake is like, you're the dumbest person I've ever met. But there is a hair there, so Okay.
0: <laughs> I love, I love Marco taking any, each and any, each and every opportunity presented to himself to remind the rest, to remind anyone else that he reads books. Yep. <laughs> like, he, like, Marco just, like, comes out and is like, oh, yeah, just got done working out at the library.
2: <laughs> no, uh. Working out the most important muscle in my body.
1: <laughs> of my brain. I have to imagine that Marco is probably a pretty big bibliophile. Yeah. I, oh, I absolutely. Think, yeah, I think he reads like a shit ton. He's a total uh, dork.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like after after his mo- after his mother died, like he probably just like turned to like he probably already was a reader before that, but like he probably just like turned two books entirely.
1: Yeah, and like sci-fi and fantasy and stuff like that. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <clears throat> and then and Tobias Axman turned just...
0: to di- Tobias turned to tiny dinosaur figurines. Yes. I, think, <laughs> I think about that sometimes, and I genuinely tear up a little bit. <laughs> Because Actually, just so to much. get on
2: all of the TV channels except for Channel Seven, because the Yurks were like, he'll probably try to get on the television again, and yeah. basically gives out this big infomercial about how the Yurks are here and they're going to try and take humanity. And Visor Three is like, oh, because the whole thing with the the Yurk that was in Tobias was that he gave Visor Three a message from quote unquote the Council, being like, they want you to do be subtle. They don't want you to do war. Okay. And then Visor 3 is like, okay. And then he's like, wait a second. I think Visser 1 is the one who doesn't want me to do war. The council doesn't give a shit, do they? And then he's like, well, the council will decide later. And Visser 3 is like, fuck you. Fuck the council. It's war now. Yeah. And then basically things start going. Things start going. It is war uh, of the worlds. Tom, like, Tom gets uh, his, like, Uh, Tom starts threatening... Uh, Marco and Jake he like hits Marco there, and he's like taking them to the sharing to be turned into controllers Rachel appears out of nowhere and beats the shit out of Tom with a baseball bat mm-hmm. um, and Jake is like holy shit Rachel just beat the shit out of my brother with a baseball bat but she still looks dope <laughs> <laughs> and it's like what the fuck <laughs> Um just, love, is
0: perfect like,
2: they they take the opportunity for every single character by law. If they see Rachel do something cool, has to be like, "Damn, how does she still look cool? <laughs> wow!" <Whoa.
1: laughs> and I love it. Oh, she is just the platonic ideal of an action hero. It's so good.
2: Yeah, and then,
0: like she's I mean, she's like she's like the human equivalent of uh, shit. I was gonna make a blood type joke, but I can't remember which one's which. So. Just keep... Let's keep moving. Just pull the lever on that I one. I so appreciate yeah. the effort, though.
2: <laughs> she... Like, the, the dude who... A dude who's pulling up to basically take Tom and Jake and Marco to the sharing starts to run away and Rachel goes to shoot him in the back and then Jake's like, no, and hits her arm and she's like, well, now he's gonna get away and Jake's like, listen, we don't shoot people in the back. Let's go. We and shoot like, them in
1: the legs so they dissolve.
2: Exactly. <laughs> and then they're just running and going and there's bug fighters uh, in the sky and it's all bad and then they p- display all these like show like small moments of like teamwork with the three of them and it's really great and then Marco fucking dies yeah. and then yeah. I, me- I started
1: crying. <laughs> yeah. Holy Oh my shit. god it's so hard. Yeah.
0: It's so rough because Jake is sobbing like stoic Jake. Jake who never fucking breaks and I mean I know this is a different timeline but like still Jake is not one to wear his emotions on his sleeve ever and yeah. like the the line just like just run Jake sobbed like
2: I know. Ugh. And Rachel's like Rachel can't even process it. Like she's like, Oh, Marco's laying down like Taking he's a nap on the a day at the beach, uh, wait, no wait, oh shit. And then Jake's like, We gotta go. Yeah. Um And they mention I feel like in the main Animorphs books, they sort of do a generic like the president, right? Like right. the president doesn't have a name.
1: Right. But and it's, this one's dead ass Clinton. <laughs>
2: this one's fucking Clinton. And I forgot the years that it was published, so I was like, "Wait, is this like a weird timeline thing where Clinton is?" And then I was like, "No, Bill Clinton, and he was president." <laughs> 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 it's like what? Wait, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, and they they like they he Clinton's like, "Hey, everyone, stay calm. Yeah, there's aliens, but we're gonna be fine, I guess." Um, yeah.
1: And, it's and interesting. Then... Um it's interesting because like while this hacking is happening, Axe is like talking to a bunch of humans and like just as in a circuit city. Yeah. Um and it's I I feel like that my, my one beef with this book, I think, is the fact that he's like, Yeah, all the humans were like, Yeah, they have good they're like this is happening or whatever, but they're probably peaceful, right? Which is not how human beings and especially not how Americans treat like the idea of UFOs,
2: absolutely, um, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> um, they actually did some like direct references to like Roswell, like lore and stuff in this book, which yeah. I also appreciated. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, anyone who believes in like UFOs, almost anyone, like they believe that they're like evil gray aliens, basically that are stealing our organs and stuff. Um, we don't we don't take kindly to like <laughs> people just showing up. Um, from other worlds, basically, right. So I was and I, like,
2: I, I found that very curious. And I guess that the, I guess the point was to showcase the helplessness of humanity.
1: Um, yeah,
2: but it, yeah, I found that very strange. And I'm, I'm curious if that's partially just the, the, the nearly two decades that have, that have elapsed since, you know, this book came out.
1: I, um, but I don't know, because like <sighs> I, I. I a lot of UFO reports are from like the like from like the the latter half of the twenty twentieth century. Yeah. Um. And like, they're all pretty much just into, as antagonistic, especially like with abductions stories and stuff like that. Right. Sure. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe there, there's definitely some people who are like, no, aliens are good. Um. Espe- I can't get too deep into it, but uh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for the most part they're like no I just stare at the moon and just wait for aliens to come down because I've got a gun next to me and I'm gonna like shoot the evil grey aliens basically <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm, it gonna, was I'm very... gonna fucking I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna fucking plug ET full of holes.
1: Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> Man, that's the thing. That's really yeah, I. The ET reference makes me think that definitely because one of the whole points of ET is that they were like an alien. Fuck, we're gonna we're humanity and we're gonna go crazy on this alien. And it was a similar time frame, right? ET right? e. was what right, late eighties.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, this was, uh, this was 2000. This yeah. was 2000. Yeah.
1: Right.
2: So, yeah, I don't know. I guess it was just being like, humans are helpless without their warriors. <laughs> yeah, it was
1: just a weird choice that I didn't agree with very much.
2: Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I love when we run into Axe again, which is basically like Rachel, Marco, and Jake are like taking a quick breather at the mall. And then the Hork-Bajir come down to like start rounding up the mall full of people to be turned into controllers. Um, and they start kicking ass. They're actually doing pretty good. It's pretty sweet. They run into Axe um, and they're they're like fighting alongside him. And yep. Rachel, uses like, a hork bajir?
0: Your... Rachel uses a Hork-Bajir to kill another Hork-Bajir.
2: Yeah, it's badass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Axe is like, can I have your gun? You keep dropping your guns. So I'm going to take your gun, okay? And Jake's like, no, it's mine. And then Axe makes him drop his, drops his gun. And he's like, okay three times and, now yep and then cassie's like wait axe 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 and axe is like do we know each other and cassie's like maybe from so maybe i don't know <laughs> and then axe is like hmm okay we should all go <laughs> yeah
0: and axe I like, can you
2: guys can you guys can you run on those two legs <laughs> and they're like yeah <laughs> we can do anything on two legs okay
1: Ugh. Yeah, so, and then we, we get a bit of... We can fly on
0: two legs. I mean,
1: yeah, that was a very weird comment from Jake, because no, you can't. Yeah. Um, we, we get a lot of, uh, uh, like, Jake just sort of instinctually ordering acts around and acts yes. being like, ugh, but whatever. Yeah. Because um, he's like, I, I, think, I think it's Cassie who says... Something to the effect of... It's either Cassie or Rachel, so it's something to the effect of... It looked like Axe wasn't super interested in taking orders, but also it seemed like it was the good idea to do anyway, so you just did it. Yeah. And I was like, there's our boy. That's our boy. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, as they're they're almost to the ship, on the because Axe is basically like, hey, we're taking this bug fighter, okay? And they're like, ah! <laughs> just, like, mm-hmm. screaming along behind him. I love this because we get the brief, like mystical and like ax seems like he knows what he's doing type right. thing where they're like oh my god we ran into this alien he's so strong and he's so smart and he's gonna help us and you're like no he's a dweeb you guys have to keep him from eating too many burritos sometimes <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and then rachel just dies rachel mm-hmm. just dies and then cassie immediately dies while holding like, yeah. Jake is holding hands with her, and she just disintegrates. I hate this book. Yeah. <laughs> and then they break into the ship, and Cassie is just back. <laughs> and Jake's like, I saw you die. And Cassie's like, yeah,
1: something's happening. <laughs> it
2: just makes me so happy.
1: I know. It's <laughs> – yeah, because, like, it's like Jake is totally in shock and doesn't even know how to deal with it, and then he doesn't have to anymore <laughs> because yep. he's just-
2: Cassie's like what, something we're in something and it's breaking and he's like what is it she's like i don't know but it's breaking and then, and then like th- a gorilla appears in the ship and he's like ah i'm marco what's happening i died i'm a monkey hello <laughs>
1: <laughs> this this part is written so confusingly in the best way because we get yes we get um like these these things happening that shouldn't be happening and like we get like dialogue that's not attributed to anybody yeah. just happening and i'm like is this poor writing? I'm really confused. I don't, I mean, obviously it's not poor writing, but I was like, I, am I missing something? What's happening? And then I was like, oh fuck, it's the drode or cryack or one of the two. Yeah. I think, uh, um, uh, I
0: think it's the drode.
1: Uh, yeah. Just um,
0: cryack is like, I, I don't, has cryack even shown up? Cause in my head, he's just, I mean, he has shown up, but like physically, not, cause not like in my his, head,
2: not since his book.
0: Yeah, because right. in my in my head he has just kind of like been an eye of Sauron figure that just kind of shows up sometimes when Jake takes a nappy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's like we and then I'm like, oh, this is color commentary from the droid who's getting frustrated that things are disintegrating in this way he doesn't like, um, and then like everyone's back and like the way they're supposed to be, but like still really confused about what's happening, um, <laughs> and uh, we get like this like. Like really petty, funny argument between the elements. It's and... so
0: good. I love, <laughs> like I, love road. I love, I love the El elem- Like the elements is such a piece of shit, but I yep. also fucking love rules lawyering in books. Like it's, yeah. it's I like.
2: like did God- I do that? God, like rules lawyering is pretty good. Like it's w- yeah, it's yeah. great. And my my exact note is, so the droid and Elemist are here doing their fucking shit. (laughs) And and then they, so it turns out this is such a Doctor Who ass know, and I'm here for it. It Where where the the droid is like, who's this fucking freak in nature? And the Elemist is like, hmm? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm? And then the like you knew. You knew that Cassie is subtemporally grounded and can never be shifted into other timelines. You knew and and you knew and you stacked the deck with this group. They're not random at all. There's one of them is half andalite. The other is this, this, this and this one, this one can never be time traveled. You knew. And the elves is like, "Did I do that?" <laughs> and, it's like so cassie just has an inherent quality to her that ruins timeline changes just something about her she always remembers the original timeline that's just something that she's that's something that's true about cassie that's something that's true about some people on this earth i suppose <laughs> in anamorphs that you're just resistant to timeline changes that's a function of your biology <laughs>
1: Uh, like, in, in something like Doctor Who, this would be so, like, this would be so frustrating, like, the sort of, like, fixed events. Yeah. But this, since, like, time travel and time shenanigans are such, like, a minor thing in Animorphs. I will accept um, it, yes. It's like, it's like, like, sort of a fun, weird quirk that just happens, it's, you know? It's,
2: it's one of the things where, depending on how the writing did it in Doctor Who, I'd all, I'd either be like, oh, fuck off, come on, seriously, why hmm. did you? Why did you ask the question if you didn't already have the answer, Stephen Moffat? Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I blacked out. Sorry. Um, or you know, like it is in this case, I'd be kind of like, oh, because with Cassie, my thought was like, I thought that it was just that something about like her empathetic spirit, you know, that basically made her like something's wrong here because I'm I'm Cassie and I'm sensitive to the energies of the world. <laughs> yes but now nah, she's
0: she's got like she just got like some fucked up time DNA
2: yeah she's got time she's got t- she's got time sickness <laughs> I don't it's know it's so
1: funny because I love the idea that people just some people just have this right um, I guess approximately one in six people going by this <laughs> sort of ratio um
2: I hope it's that high that's so funny imagine if that's if like in this like humans invent time travel in this world and then they're like we can't fucking do it because one in six goddamn people are inherently resistant to time travel changes
0: it's so wonderfully stupid
1: oh my god but I just love it because this is sort of like a like a quality that people have that is most likely never gonna like um negatively impact them in any sort of possible way whatsoever because i i can't imagine the elemist is just going out there and being like what if this happened instead but i don't know maybe um god who knows um i i'm just obsessed with this it's so funny
2: It, it yeah it's great um and then basically for the wrap-up, the Droids kind of like, okay, fuck all of you. Fine. And leaves. <laughs> and yeah. then Jake's like, oh my god, I remember. Oh my god, this is my fault. I gave in. Holy shit. And the element's just like, hey, it's okay, buddy. You've been strong for a long time. And Rachel's like, you know what? Fuck you. We shouldn't have to be this strong. This just keeps happening. What if we just stay... And then they basically talk about how like in this timeline... Because the last thing that they were going to do is basically Axe was going to, like, sacrifice him and Jake, the only two left alive, to take out, like, the big Yerk ship. Uh-huh. With, like, a whole bunch of them on it. And the Elimist is like, hey, you were going to be, in, like, the Earth would be in an all-out war. Um, you eventually would have won, but all of you would be dead and so would most of Earth. And then they're like, okay, well, so when we go back to the Alpha timeline, are we ever going to win there? And the L- LMS is like,
1: ah. <laughs> oh, look at the yeah. time. I think <laughs> I think like, he's oh, like, well. it will end, basically, will which end. is nice and yeah. nebulous.
2: And then Cassie's like, so obviously I'm going to be the only one who sort of remembers this, right? But I I'm not going to tell anyone because Jake would feel bad that he gave in and... Uh, Tobias would feel bad that he became a voluntary controller, so I'm just gonna shoulder this burden all by myself, okay? Is that right? I'm just gonna do that? This just this one's just on me? This one's on old Cassie? And is just like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, basically. Alright, kids. <laughs> Back Bye. to your alpha timeline. And then we get the opening scene again, but Jake, instead of, like, getting the chance to even entertain the thought of giving in, um, the droid basically is like, actually, fuck this, and leaves. Yeah,
1: which is so funny, like, yeah. out of context, because I it's know. just like, Jake must be like, well, that's literally the strangest interaction I've ever had.
2: Like, <laughs> I also, I'm glad that it didn't work out, because I think it's it's unfair and, and, and tricksy when a sort of fey type is like, Ooh, but don't you want to be tempted? And then there's a little tiny part of your brain that's like, I do want to be tempted. That doesn't mean you're making the choice to be tempted. Not fair. You're not your thoughts. Come on.
0: Well, you know what? I would like to live deliciously. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would like to enjoy the taste of butter.
1: Yes. Um... Ooh, it's almost October. That means I get to watch The Witch again and make other people watch The Witch with me. I've never uh, seen it. Ooh, I, that means I get to make you watch The Witch with me. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, do we have any questions this
0: week? We have questions this week.
1: Fabulous.
0: Uh, We said this week we're talking about anim- Megamorphs number four, back to before. Ask us about canon-approved AUs, slug cults, and dainty centaurs. Heavenly, mm-hmm. uh, heavenly, Evan. That's heavenly without any of the vowels, but Y is in there also, because it's sometimes a vowel. Who asks Marco and Rachel? Yes. Yeah.
2: So here's yeah. one thing at the end that's really weird. When Ca- uh, like when Cassie's like, nobody wants to remember this timeline. Rachel's like, yeah. Who would want to remember dating Marco? And I was like, excuse me,
1: dating? When did
2: it, when did it happen? Dating.
1: So over a month friends? does pass yeah, in this like I... entire book. Right. I, th- I th- um, Maybe almost two months pass. So it's possible, but it, like... But li- they- yeah.
2: I feel like uh, not that much time passes after Marco, like, asks her out, right? Because right. at that point, things are sort start of going. That's, Unless, that's very I mean, true. I, it wouldn't be weird to me if Rachel was like, no, we've been on, like, five dates because we evaded death five times. <laughs> and that's and what also, date is.
1: I feel like middle school dating is just sort of like that. Sure. You know? Yeah, um, fair enough. <laughs> Um, so, but, but this, I,
2: honestly, this, I kind of get it because it's like, it's not not hinted at in the main series. Right. And so I can see why they would want to play in that space when they like take Tobias out of the picture.
1: Right. Um, yeah, yeah it makes total sense to me. And, and like I, I said, their dynamic is really incredible. So I didn't really mind it good. even a little bit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> if they weren't both home of sexuals, then yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So true. So true. Yeah. Um, they're just... Each other's wingman all the time
2: yeah oh bless <laughs> yes please go to the same college <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh god i don't even i don't even know if marco would go to college but he definitely would room with rachel oh
2: my god that would be
1: amazing <laughs> Oh, um, I'm very happy. Writing AU fanfiction right now, actively. Yep,
0: actively. <laughs> <sighs> this might get me, this is going to be, Animorphs, I genuinely, Animorphs is going to get me to pick up the, the fanfiction pen for the second time ever. Yes. Uh, we must. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Twitter user Core Penetration wants to know, if each Animorph started a cult, what would their style and goals be?
1: For some reason, I feel like we've already answered this question. Is that an insane thing to say? No, like I, think I, I feel think like we have. I, I, There's just something in my soul. Maybe I'm I part of the. I think we've answered. Timeline. I think
0: we've answered something in an, an, analogous. I don't think we've answered this exact question.
1: Because <laughs> I feel like Marco, I Marco.
0: Remember... Marco, do you think Marco would just be like the Joker? <laughs> how? Oh
1: no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how? I don't know. What do you mean how? <laughs> I don't know. Marco thinks we live in a society. But what? Okay. <laughs> I, but listen, that... listen listen it's another couple of weeks till the movie comes out i can't tell you i cannot tell you my opinion until then um i can't I just, break embargo because i've definitely seen it already
1: <laughs> um i just feel like in my heart i've talked about rachel running a cult before but she i think might
2: be... that might have been on your own time honey
1: <laughs> maybe it happened in a dream or something uh, yeah, that's also very i mean possible. she would
0: she won. Yeah,
2: Rachel definitely seems like the most likely cult leader to me. Um, yes. But the thing is, also Cassie does. She just needs something very minor to flip a switch in her head. She's, she's the sort of cult leader that's like, no, I'm going to kill everyone to keep them safe. <laughs> oh my god, Cassandra! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, no, 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 come on, we're going to live on the farmland. Uh, we're going to be prepared for the end of the world. And then, well, if it doesn't come... You know, I'll just keep us all safe anyway.
1: <laughs> right, right. I feel like, and like Rachel would have like teal swan vibes. I think. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh. Um, mhm. Maybe, maybe a little bit more, like less like zen and more a- actively aggressive, but like in yeah. a girl power way. You know, teal swan. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um I Jake uh, I seems
2: more that... <laughs> like he'd be the figurehead of a cult, mm-hmm.
1: but not actually be
2: running it. You know, mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. and he wouldn't actually know that he's accidentally leading a cult
1: because mm-hmm.
2: um, there would be like someone manipulating him to be charismatic and tell everyone what to do. And mm-hmm. then he'd That's... be like, I'm in a cult. Shit. Shit. That's I the lead other AU a- a- I'm writing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jake accidentally leads a cult a- AU. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. And uh, um, Andalites are already sort of a weird cult So uh, yeah.
1: He Axe is way more of a cult member Than he is of a cult leader though
2: Yep absolutely yep.
1: Um, uh, And I don't think Tobias Is interested Tobias in society too fiercely
2: individualistic He'd be like stop looking at me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah absolutely I don't want to tell you what to do I want to go read <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yes absolutely <laughs> Oh. That's it for questions. Okay, fabulous. <laughs> wow. Another resounding success of an episode. Wow, oh, yeah. Great fucking
0: book. Great fucking book.
1: Mm-hmm. Do we have any plugs?
0: Yeah. Uh, so uh, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of The Wonder uh, uh If you want to find us, we are at The Wonder Yorks on Twitter. And I think we have a Tumblr, but I haven't used it in over a year. We don't so. have a Tumblr. Fear oh, okay. has a
1: Tumblr, but we don't have a Tumblr.
0: Yeah. I... I uh, yeah, that's the at the Yorks on Twitter. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast and also Fear Baiting, the other podcast that we do, you can head over to Patreon.com/FearBaiting. And at one dollar a month, you get uh, early access to the episodes. Uh, five bucks a month gets you your name right on the show and a message read right out. And ten dollars a month gets you to pick a movie. For the fear baiting, right. so uh, thank you very much to uh, Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, and Jackie Aisha. Thank you very much to uh, Noisespace.xyz, the podcast incubator that hol- that hosts us and a plethora of other podcasts. Uh, thank you very much, Matt Gamecube. Uh, if you want to find more of me, you can check me out on Fear Baiting, as previously mentioned. Which
1: okay. For disclosure, this episode was supposed to go up two months ago. Go listen to the Schlocktober episodes of Fear Baiting wherein Blair made his triumphant return to co-host with Sarah and Sator made them a new theme
0: song. And also, check me out on Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the leftism podcast made by, for, and of the Terminally Online. And also, I'm on Twitter, at sunhatgenia, that's S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A.
1: Uh, you can find... Me on the internet at Blair Kitch on Twitter. I will also be on. Just go check out the past two months of fair baiting, alright?
2: Um, You can find me on Twitter at Nudity with an EA instead of a Y. You can find my other podcast. It's also on Noise Space at Musical Mole on Twitter. And you can check out my other music at GayGothVibes.online. Or you can buy my track from my new electronic experimental spoken word project that i've been working on for a couple months under the name piloting the animal on band camp also when this episode comes out blair and i are going to be in the same room yes (laughs) so shout out to that
1: that's true that happened on friday september 20th we went to a show and it was great Sorry again, everyone.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. I believe that's the end of the podcast.
1: <laughs> that is the end of the podcast. We will see you again in two, two weeks. Two
0: weeks time with, with uh, book book forty one. The familiar. Yes. Uh, Jake finally gets a cat, and it talks to him. <gasps>
1: oh <my God. gasps> For a second, I thought you were serious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry to let you down like this. I
1: was like, what? Yes. Oh no! Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um. Uh, thank you all for listening yeah thank you um, all for
0: listening uh, and <laughs> until next time I'm Sarah
2: I have been Blair sorry I was taking a selfie with Gerald I'm Seda <laughs> uh, make
0: sure and you put that we... make sure, wait, wait hold on make sure you put that selfie in the episode description <laughs> of course thank you uh, and until next time keep your hand uh, on the SQL device hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> oh also
2: I you think my get name is Emily Swashbuckle sorry
0: yeah, oh, not Seda, it's Seda <laughs> uh, And until next time, keep your hand on the swashbuckle device one. Oh, pirate
1: animorphs Oh my god, oh. pirate animorphs Oh no I have to leave, I have to leave now <laughs>